I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Self-Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, self-helpful listeners. In this episode, seven keys for becoming emotionally intelligent. This is part four and my wrap up on this series on emotional intelligence. It's just really rocked my world because I, like so many others, considered myself fairly emotionally intelligent because I can read other people fairly well. I can sense their emotions and I can, you know, change my interaction to meet them well. Think about how to win friends and influence people, that kind of a concept. It's a great and valuable skill for getting along with people at face value level, but in long-term relationships with ourselves, and others, this skill doesn't get us far, and we find ourselves in some hard places. I know this well, as it's my story. So my expert for this series has been Scott Allender, author of The Enneagram of Emotional Intelligence, A Journey to Personal and Professional Success. Uh, then I also brought on Ian Morgan Cron, Scott's one of Scott's mentors, and Ian's the author of The Story of You, along with some other books. And from my conversation, I found seven key insights, highlights that stood out to me on how to become emotionally intelligent. And I end the the I end my section here, my my presentation, if you call it that, my conversation, my thoughts, my pondering with a special resource that I'm avidly studying for my own life and progress from another expert who's actually no longer alive. I'll share that with you right at the end of this. Uh, you can, of course, watch the entirety of this 
podcast here on YouTube, if you'd rather. Just search for Self-Helpful with Kevin Miller. All right, seven keys for becoming emotionally intelligent. Number one, we put a lot of value on IQ. I keep coming back to that IQ, and yet it just shows a possibility. Somebody may use it well or not. They may be able to have success in a certain area, but can they have success overall in life? Doesn't really tell us much of anything for that. EQ, however, so intelligence quotient, IQ, emotional quotients, quotient uh, is EQ. Or in this series, we've been talking about emotional intelligence. Those two are often interchanged. That shows probability, which is why Scott Allender talks about emotional intelligence being the number one predictor for success. Now I'll caveat that. I would say overall success, big S success, which is success across all areas of life, not to be confused with what IQ may often relate to, which is success in a certain area. Oh, they're super brilliant. They went to Harvard, they became a doctor, and they're now a brain surgeon or a you know rocket scientist or whatever, um, which can give success in an area. It has nothing to do necessarily with success overall in life. So when we look at success overall in life, professional, personal, the whole thing, that's what we're saying. That's where he's saying that uh, emotional intelligence is the biggest predictor for overall success, which to me means happiness, joy fulfillment along with success. So emotional intelligence, this series has really showcased to me that, man, if I am going to align myself with somebody now, if I need a brain surgeon, sure, let's get somebody with a high IQ per se, you know, who can do just that well. I'm not looking for anything more, but if I'm looking for something more from somebody, I want to know about emotional intelligence and that's what I want for myself. Number two, emotional intelligence, the foundation is understanding our own emotions. That's probably the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this for myself is it's understanding my own emotions. Because again, as I talked about in the intro, I thought I was emotionally intelligent because I am good at sensing others' feelings, which also has shown me through this series and some other things too, that I have some skills of empathy, of being empathic. And we often give that empathy label to somebody who is emotional, who maybe expresses their emotions, and maybe they can sympathize with other people. But being empathic is really understanding others' emotions, sensing those, and being able to respond to those to a degree. And I am, even though I'm not super compassionate, because I have not been in touch with my own emotions. So again, the foundation of real emotional intelligence, of having that to a deep level, is understanding my own emotions. I have not done that well. Uh, again, I can read people, but I don't pay attention to reading myself. And in, he talks about the four areas of emotional intelligence. Number one, self-awareness, being aware of self. I have been, for me, weak. You think about, are you self-aware of your own feelings, of your own emotions, understanding those? Okay, are you aware of that? I have not been, for myself. So number two, self-management. Now that one, I'm pretty good at being 
cool, calm, chill, you know, whatever. And so you'd say, I, you know, I manage myself now. So I'm able to do that though. It's kind of ignoring or repressing whatever my feelings, which doesn't matter for the long, doesn't help for the long term. but it is good for anyone to be able to keep themselves in check in a given moment. So self-management, number two, number three, social awareness. That one's high for me. I'm very socially uh, aware of people and can ebb and flow with that. Now, again, it may not do well. I I may not be well at really coming alongside and understanding their emotions and joining them in that at a deep level. But from just a basic social level, I am aware and I can adjust. That's good. But uh, number four, then last one, relationship management. Not been a great one for me. Again, I can at a surface level, but not so much at a deep level. You can talk to think about yourself and how you relate there, but there's four areas. And we often think again that we're emotionally intelligent because we may be good in one or two areas. And overall, our score is not that good. Um, again, I've done some of those in my life being, you know, self-management, social awareness, and been blind to myself. And that a performance, that kind of thing can help you achieve out there in the world, but it handicapped me relationally. And I think a lot of other people and my own self-care and led to burnout and bitterness. That's why I'm interested in doing a series on emotional intelligence. Number three highlight here. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses. So your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. 
exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. At every moment, man, this is, this one's, again, it's so hard to minimize any of these they are all so big to me. At every moment we are feeling something, but we often just ignore it or we medicate it or we stuff it and we don't actually address it. And sometimes in a given moment, that's great, man. If there's a big trauma happening, you need somebody who's not going to be totally overcome by it. Okay. So, Hey, I'm your guy for that in that moment. But then that moment is rare. And then we have just average life happening and we need to be able to check in to how we are really feeling and get deeper with how others are feeling. And if we don't, what really is resonating with me is it, it eats away at us. And I have, I have experienced that. It eats away at us. Think about it like termites. And so if we don't check in, gosh, how am I feeling and why? Then anxiety continues to just kind of churn and simmer under there. Fear can churn. Bitterness can churn. Whatever that negative emotion is can sit there and simmer away, eating away at us. So we need to check in. How am I feeling? And we may need to do some work like I'm doing on what are, you know, what, what are the feelings, understanding those more. You can think of Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart, where she talks about 87 emotions. I have to get in there so I, I know more than just, well, I'm angry or sad or, you know, or happy uh, and understand, get a bigger vernacular so I can understand more what I'm feeling. And as Ian Cron talked about, he tries to check in with himself consistently throughout the day to say, how am I feeling? And another big a point that I'm just still going to make a point, a part of number three here though, is he says to watch out for saying, I am sad or I am depressed. No, that's, that's a big blanket statement. Instead, think about it as, Hey, right now, sadness is upon me. Sadness is with me. Sadness is around me. I'm experiencing some sadness, but it's not me. It's not the entire to me. I'm feeling some depression. I'm, I'm, you know, sad. there's some depression feelings around me, but not, I am all depressed. I've never been all of one thing at one time, I think ever. So it really helps. I think that victim mentality and takes away some of the power. Number four, don't self negate, negate N E G A T. Don't self negate. 
so often, Scott brought this out, we discount our feelings. I shouldn't feel that way. Gosh, I got really angry about that. And I just shouldn't. Gosh, it's not that big a deal. You know, somebody cut me off in traffic and I'm, I'm irate. I shouldn't do that. I literally think that somebody cut me off in traffic and I'm way out of balance, mad at them. And I do feel like I shouldn't feel like that way, but I am. The point is I, I do feel that way. And so it doesn't matter if I think I shouldn't. The fact is I do. Why do I take a deep breath and think about it. I am here. And so consider it. Why is it? What is it that's really at the root of that? Like for me, it's often because I'm late for something. I didn't give myself margin. I'm really upset at myself. I'm taking it out on that person because I took off without much margin and expect everything to be perfect and get, so I can go as fast as I want to. Now life happens. Somebody's in my way and I'm mad at them. I'm really mad at myself. And now that doesn't help me just to be upset with myself, but just go, okay, you know, I'm human. I should have given myself more margin. I can do that. And and really I'm looking ultimately at shifting my life to not always be last minute. And that'll help me with the person who's driving slow in front of me. But either way to go back and go, I, you shouldn't feel that way. It just doesn't help. If you feel that way, you feel that way. It just is now address it, deal with it. Number five, a piece of that. I love this scenario. My therapist has literally said, Kevin, you need to sit with those feelings, sit with them. Don't just run from them. Don't medicate them. Don't stuff them, sit with them and feel them. I really have struggled with that. What does that look like? I don't know how to do that. My son, Caleb, my oldest son was just in town visiting, talked about this and he talked about going through it like a tunnel. So if sadness is upon me right now to look at it as a tunnel and go through it and come out the other side. For some reason that resonated with me. I'm not going to dissect that as to why it did, but maybe it will for you if something else hasn't. But to think of, okay, right now I'm experiencing this emotion, sadness, depression, whatever, anxiety, fear, disgust, whatever it is. Understand that. Look around, pay attention to it. Well, I'm, this is what I'm feeling. This is legit. Why? And I'm going to go through this tunnel and give it the honor it's due probably, and then come out the other side, going through the tunnel. I really I really appreciate that. So go through, go through it like a tunnel. Come out the other side. Number six. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your body is an indicator. We had that message. Scott talked about it, and we had previously had that in the series that I did with Britt Frank. Her book is The Science of Stuck, and she talked about anxiety, that our body is an indicator. Pay attention to your body, and when you feel flushed, when you feel sick to your stomach, when you feel nauseous, or you feel, something's giving you a headache, stress, or whatever, your body's saying, hey, hey, something's going on you need to pay attention to. Uh, that's the point pay attention to it. And it's not an errant thing from your body. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do and saying, Hey, red flag, something's going on, check engine light and pay attention to it. And again, get into, okay, what am I feeling and why? Number seven, 
we can't have a healthy relationship with ourselves or others when we lack emotional intelligence. That is so stinking frustrating to me and convicting. Because uh, I look at, do I want to be emotionally intelligent? Honestly, it's face value. I don't care. I just want the results of it. So if I want the results of it, I need to have a healthy relationship first, starting off with myself. That one's so daunting, folks. That's so counterintuitive. We always look outward and think this is what I need to do or be for other people and to say it starts with myself. So again, when I understand myself, myself, not to get lost in my own sauce, as one of my daughters would say, and just, you know, navel gaze and pay it, put my, all my focus on me. But man, I do need to spend some time understanding Kevin and understanding my emotions, what I feel so that I can better understand others and have compassion for both. Again, look at those four areas of self, uh, of, of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Those are four areas. And we cannot be emotionally intelligent if we're just great at one or really great at two. I'd say if you're great at three, you're getting there. But ultimately, we want to have some competency in all four to be emotionally aware, emotionally intelligent, have an emotional, an EQ, emotional quotient that's high. Those are the seven areas that really stuck out to me. As I said in the intro, I do have another resource, and it came from Britt Frank, The Science of Stuck. It's a series we did recently. I was reading her book, and in it, she just makes reference that stuck out to me to this book that she says is really the, uh, the, the, the holy grail of communication. And it's called Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life, Life-Changing Tools for Healthy Relationships. Okay, nonviolent communication is the title. I just give you the tagline. It's by Marshall Rosenberg. Uh, Marshall's no longer alive. I think he died in 1995 or something. But it, that book is rocking my world. I think as a great companion and falling on the heels of Scott Allender's book that we're talking about here that we've been using as a catalyst. Uh, I've literally been buying copies of the book for my family. I don't think I've ever written a book up more or marked it up more. I can't say it's the holy grail of all books. Maybe it's just where I am right now on this concept of emotional intelligence. But the key of the book, Nonviolent Communication, is how to communicate better and more authentically with other people. You can't do it, though, without being emotionally intelligent and understanding yourself. So you'll hear me talking about that book more. I'm probably going to bring another expert on uh, that aspect of nonviolent communication. But it's another one that you may want to put there. It is, again, really rocking my world. Well, thanks to Scott Allender for being the catalyst of this series on emotional intelligence. He again, is the author of the book. It's called The Enneagram of Emotional Intelligence, A Journey to Personal and Professional Success. Uh, he's host, and you can find it right now wherever you listen to your podcast, he's host of the Evolving Leader podcast. Also, thanks to Ian Morgan Cron, who uh, is, again, a mentor to Scott. He is who introduced me to Scott. Ian's latest book is The Story of You. He's got other books, some incredible bestsellers focused around the Enneagram that I highly recommend. And he has a podcast as well called Typology. I was actually just recently a guest on his Typology podcast talking about my book, What Drives You and My Message There. And I will shortly be a guest on Scott Allender's 
podcast, The Evolving Leader. So uh, great ones to check out. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 